I'm strong and get this soap with my dad. And so get it. Can I press that bad button? Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. Wake up. On a shucky ducky kind of day. He's bare chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm f***ing up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners. And here's their response. Most significantly, the addition of a half-ton punching arm. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Got a topic for you today. Hits all the talk radio buttons. Abortions. Oh, boy. Underage. Mm. Illegal. All right. Taxpayer funded. Right. How is that for talk radio, huh? Makes a guy wish he had a half-ton punching arm, I tell you. You could do a whole (laughs) four-hour show, couldn't you, on underage, illegal, taxpayer funded abortions? You absolutely could. I'm out. Use each of those words for one hour and kill four hours. Right. Right. Huh? Got the whole thing taken care You're of. You're like falling out of bed. Effortless. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll take your calls. Live from Studio C. Oh, no, senor. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, it's Little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Jeff Sessions arresting reporters. What? Yeah, he said some stuff the other day and people were reacting hysterically. Even though, you know, well, it's just the typical partisan hypocrisy, even though Obama was indicting reporters and threatening them and the rest of it. But now they're upset about it. So, okay. All right. Somebody cleaned the studio overnight. It's very clean in here. Yes. There's a a big... A little disturbing. There's a big party in the radio station today, tonight, this afternoon. Um, And uh, so they're cleaning it here. Like the 20-foot extension cord that's been in here for like two years. Somebody, Mm -hmm. Somebody took it. I feel lost without it. <laughs> no kidding. Various stacks of newspapers that have been here for years and years and years are gone. What if we needed those stories? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. What if I need the sports page hey, from 2012? I remember it in 2006, you were talking about the uh, the tax assessments. Yeah, let me find it. Flip, 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 flip. Here it is. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They went up 20%. We do that all the time here. But luckily, our giant Trump cardboard cutout, life-size, is still here. Yes. Uh, my uh, Obama mask is still here. My Obama! Ben, my Ben Carson <laughs> hat is still here, and my Trump hat is still here. So that's good. Varieties of booze that we've had stored around for a long time that are still here. Oh, wait a minute. Unopened bottles of wine, etc. So. Ow. Ow. 
Um, let's introduce everybody on the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michael Angelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I guess, yeah, we are having a party tonight, and I just found out that it's going to be me and a couple of weekend board ops. I do valet parking, so I get <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this party. i got to tux the rent. i got to wash my hair. i got to cut my nose hairs and work on my opening lines. Wow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Super. A lot of fun tonight. That's There's great. like a dozen bars or something like that spread yep. around the building. Good. Yeah. Lots of booze. I I hate to wait for walk four or five steps and lose my buzz. Yeah. I'm going to get knee walking drunk. Good man. Yeah. That's yeah. what the boss is open for, Michael. Ah, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Uh, once again, I will just reiterate my, my pleasure of being alive at the same time as the creators of South Park are. Uh, it, it's, I won't tell too much about the show, but I will just say that the nimbleness of the mechanics of the show, the fact that they can go from concept to finished product in under a week. Partially because the cartooning is so bad. Yes, and it's all <laughs> computerized right. to keep in that kind of bad animation look that they that they started. Because it was essentially construction paper cutouts, stop motion when they first started. But the fact that they can go from concept to finished product in six days just allows them to be so much more current than any other show that it's competing against. So what was their topic last night? The opioid stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow, well, that... On top of things. Yeah, a bunch of birthday performers like your Chuck E. Cheeses and your various Dora the Explorer characters were ODing at children's birthday parties, wow. and the kids were uh, freaking out about wow. it. So they had to figure out what it was. Turns Hilarious! Out it, turns out it was the retirement home funneling all the drugs. Anyways, anyways, it's a, it's a great show. Wow. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. I want everybody to get ready. Get your disaster gear in place. In place. I'm sorry, we have rehearsed this, and I forgot. All to... right. <laughs> It's there a disaster. This is very onomatopoeic. It, it is a disaster. Anyway, if you see a bunch of people duck and cover this morning, don't worry. It is part of the drill. It's the Great American Shakeout set to pl- take place at 1019 this morning. Where and there was the earthquake. <laughs> earthquake. Earthquake. Uh, oh, no. We're experiencing an earthquake, earthquake. please. Still happening. We're, an ex- we're experiencing an earthquake, please. Yeah, Thank it, you. It is the country's annual earthquake drill. Have you ever been in Still an happening. office? Have you ever been in an office where they actually did this, no. where people got into the desks and, you know... No, is that I'm what not. you're supposed to do? I was, yeah. I just, so you cower. Yeah, you cower. You cower. Yeah, right. okay. I, I, I cower every day at I 10 o'clock. Cower. I woke up cowering. <laughs> <laughs> Duck and cover at 1019. There Beautiful. you go. And they do it around, across the whole country, even if yeah. you live in places where there hasn't been an earthquake for 50,000 years? Indeed. It's a chance to get together with your uh, co-workers. So mm. if things start falling on your head, get under something to prevent things from falling on your head is the long and mm-hmm. short of it. Okay. Mm. Gotcha. I can remember that. I, I participate with a blood-curdling scream of panic. <laughs> I stop, good. drop, and roll. <laughs> I like the idea of everybody just screaming at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, October 19th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. We're Experience a Radio Show, please. Precisely according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. In Denmark, which he brought up for hip replacement, was 55 days, 59 days for knee replacement. There is a reason why, Bernie, I didn't interrupt you. I'm not interrupting you. Come on, come on. The Italian in me. You know, know, as some might say, curb your enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) America's foremost political comedian. Ted Cruz. So I take it Ted Cruz was debating Bernie Sanders? Yeah, they were doing like a tax thing on CNN last night. I really, I've got to watch that. That's right up my alley. Yeah. uh, So he had locked and loaded that Curb Your Enthusiasm joke and was just looking for a spot to drop it. Oh, you think? (laughs) 
and chose that spot. He is so Uh, stiff. I can't get enough of Bernie, though. He cracks me up. Ted gets extra starch in his underwear. He is just so stiff. You know, I agree with Ted on practically everything. Right, but me he too. Just, he really, really has a... Well, he's, he's, he's an odd bird. Uh, what are other headlines, uh, Marshall? Well, just minutes ago, Trump launching a morning Twitter storm bashing the media for not covering the Obama-era Russia uranium deal. That's, that's a decent critic, uh, criticism, yep. I think. We get another health care reform plan rolling out today. Actually has a chance of passing. And a nasty Twitter war breaks out between cable news stars. Stories coming up 635 Armstrong and Getty. These four soldiers dying in Niger as the story gets more complicated. Is this Trump's Benghazi? Yes. Oh, no. This is getting more and more complicated as to what is exactly going on. I don't mind the story. I just hate... I hate that description. Oh, no. Oh. It's like attaching gate to the end of everything. Having just dealt with Trump's Katrina, he's now dealing with Trump's Benghazi. Yeah. Uh, How does the mailbag look? It's all right. I'm still working on it. <laughs> it's okay. It skits usually comes together. <laughs> uh, you know, I have a little faith, huh? Yeah. Huh? Cool. Got all that stuff. Oh, it involves a story of uh, uh, crippling an old man. Wow. A listener who crippled an old man and is proud of it. Is that like when I got in a fight with a handicapped dude? It's somewhat like that. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. new series premiering this Monday at 9 Eastern, hmm. 8 Central on Fox. Fantastic. You know, we've got seven minutes of Joe Buck promoting Fox TV shows <laughs> on baseball playoff games. Over the past 21 years. <laughs> shows that no longer exist. <laughs> somebody compiled somebody compiled seven minutes of Joe Buck during baseball playoff games. Oh, that's doing great. Doing promos for Fox shows that no longer are on the air. Oh, man. <laughs> Who are you people? Thank God for you. The internet appreciates it. But who are you people? Yes, indeed. That's that's amazing. I'm <laughs> sure that includes a list of shows that are just really embarrassing in retrospect. <laughs> for, like Roar, for instance. Yeah, what the hell was Roar? I don't even remember Roar. So we'll, you won't remember most of these. So we'll be sprinkling Joe Buck in the show throughout the Oh, morning. I just absolutely love that. <laughs> that is fantastic. <clears throat> uh, mailbag. Yes. Hmm, all right, then. Remember Joe Buck? Every time I hear him now on the baseball, I remember he was addicted or is addicted to hair plugs. That's right. What the hell? He was uh, his his baldness was was damaging his psyche. So he, he went the other way. He started getting hair plugs and became addicted. Now he's in ties. He's hairy as an ape. He's got hair plugs everywhere. Uh, goat yoga is now passe. Jack, you missed the boat. Oh no. Uh. Loyal listener Lothar, 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 I think that's probably his screen name, uh, says, my sister forwarded a link to Float Spa on Long Island. It's the newest thing in relaxing. 
I guess you, you've you got to be floating. I 100% want to do one of these things. These float isolation tanks? Yeah, oh, exactly. They sound awesome. It's like uh, the 1980 film classic that I'm sure Joe Buck promoted, Altered States. Where you float in... Well, Jack and I have long made it clear our life's goal is to float in body temperature goo. That's essentially what these kind of are. <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. And uh, speaking of uh, helpful methods to achieve nirvana... Wait a second. Why is the internet doing this to me? What did I ever do to it? Oh, yeah. That's right. Now I remember. Well, that's funny. It blanked out. Is somebody sending me a, a, a medicine ball workout <laughs> regimen from uh, the good folks at Amazon. They'll sell me a... Uh, uh, medicine ball and what to do with it. I bought an eight-pound medicine ball, same uh, same weight as a human head. <laughs> Coincidentally, <laughs> that is a coincidence. <laughs> what are you training for exactly? Ah, <laughs> uh, wow, that's that's great. Congratulations! And uh, have you found that to be a good weight? Because I'm semi-serious about uh, getting one. We have our son carried around. It's part of this therapy he does, uh, but he carries it around the house. Making the human head thing even more disturbing. <laughs> I haven't mentioned that to him. Oh, boy. Please don't. Uh, speaking of disturbing, here's a nice note from Tim. Guys, the Harvey Weinstein or Woundstoon or Weenie Style or Whoop Teddy or whatever <laughs> saga has nothing to do with moral courage. If the actors involved had moral courage, they would have displayed this years ago. This is all about advantage and momentum. Check out the description of a pecking party as described in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And I thought, oh, Lord, what's a pecking party? Is it like one of those rainbow parties that was an urban legend a while ago? What sort of a horror is it? And then I was reminded it's when uh, one chicken sees a spot of blood on the other chicken and starts to peck on it, and all the other chickens start pecking each other, and before you know it, they've, killed e- oh, they've all killed each other. Everybody goes wild at the sight of blood and turns into a frenzy. <sighs> Although I would say those chickens didn't have it coming, and the Hollywood pervo creeps who victimize young women and men absolutely have it coming. I, uh, I've taken a tremendous amount of fire for some of the comments I've made around this. So, yes. Uh, I've written several angry emails myself. But nobody is going to say that some of these people kept it secret, not just because it's so uh, troubling and disturbing and painful, but because it was good for their career. Nobody's going to say that. It was all just the devastation. Not None of it was selfishness. None of it. For anybody? Well, what you're calling for is honesty and complete disclosure. Examining all sides of it, which is kind of what we do here. No, nobody has any taste for that. And I would ask you to stop it. Mm. Uh, I don't. Do I have the clip sheet? Have I just uh, misplaced it or what? Uh, here's another one. Um, well, I'm curious to know do we have uh, heap and helpings of the security guard on Ellen? Uh, I clipped up, a, I got one piece of that, I've got the full thing ready to go to, to play along if we okay. want. Alright, uh, no problem. Uh, Fred writes, uh, I watched the interview of the security guard and building engineer by Ellen on her uh, show. Uh, the men are clearly not recovered. They specifically said they didn't want money, but a sponsor gave $25,000 to a victim fund in the guard's name. Kind of okay. Well, that's it's perfectly okay. Uh, but Ellen had to give the building guy a trip to a Colts game, courtesy of the NFL, and the security guard got season tickets to the Raiders when they moved to Las Vegas. Their faces showed embarrassment and disappointment. Yeah, No class, Ellen. Commercialism is, is the in charge. That is right? that is weird. I, I mean, I'm, I, I think her enthusiasm, heart, whatever is in the right, was in the right place, but it is kind of weird. You got shot in the worst mass murder in American history, so here's some NFL tickets. 
It, it comes from her not being the right person to do that interview. That's part of it. She was trying to end on a happy note because that's what her show right. is. That's and who they, she's broadcasting and, to. And on, on 60 Minutes, they don't feel the need to do that. Morley right. Safer doesn't say, and thanks for coming on. Here's some NFL tickets. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> for blowing the whistle on the tobacco industry. Here's some football tickets. <laughs> and a new car! That is a little strange. Yeah, how weird and uncomfortable. Uh, let's get that clip. I want to hear that because okay. that sounds awful. It's it's most it's visual, but yeah, I'll 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 pull it. Okay, all right. If there's anything there, uh, let's see. Hey guys, longtime fag, maybe seventeen years. That's a friend of Armstrong and Getty for new listeners. On yesterday's show, Jack posed a question to an off-air person by the name of Anton. He specifically asked how many views he would get for removing his stitches via Facebook. Anton's voice could not be heard on air, but he clearly answered Jack. 20,000 views. So, uh, number one, a nickname is born, Anton. Yep. <laughs> Who the heck is Anton? Uh, da, da, come clean now. Uh, okay. All right, thank you for that. There's nobody named Anton who works on the show. And I will testify to that under oath. That's right. We could, we'll talk about that. We've, yeah, there's, yeah, we discussed we have... it yesterday, and Anton would rather not talk about it. <laughs> if Anton did exist. If there was an Anton, right. If there was an Anton, Talk about rather... what? N- exactly. It's like Fight Club. Well, we can't do that. That's impractical. Mm-hmm. All right. There is no Fight Club. Anton and I are going to have a word. <laughs> or two. Rich wants to know, hope you guys saw Mike Rowe's post about the theft and vandalization of his the tool trailer as show donated in Portland. Please mention it on your show. Maybe we can get these low lives. I know nothing about this. Nothing at all. We'll have to check uh, Mike's Facebook feed. If we can help, certainly we will. Uh, evidently, somebody th- thieved and or vandalized the tool trailer he donated. That doesn't surprise me, because people are scum. Hey, you mentioned uh, Ellen giving a $25,000 check to somebody or whatever. It reminded oh, me. Football <clears throat> tickets. Did you hear that Trump story where he called the family of one fallen soldier yeah. and said, I'll, I'll write you a check out of my personal account for $25,000 for yes. some reason. I don't know why they decided to, he decided to do that and then never sent the check and okay. then got That's called on it yesterday because now everybody is, every news organization is getting a hold of Gold Star families and saying, so did Barack Obama call you? Did George Bush call you? Did Trump call you? Whatever, trying to nail down the, you know, the accuracy of this whole story. And right. got a hold of one family said, yeah, Trump called me and he said he was going to write a personal check out of his account for $25,000 and he never sent a check. And so then yesterday um, from the podium, a Huckabee girl said. Uh, uh, the Huckabee girl. The, the check has been put in the mail today, which is a little uncomfortable and a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's awful. And they got a number. They got a hold of a, a couple of different families, um, soldiers that have died since Trump has been president that he hadn't called. Which mm-hmm. you know, every president doesn't call everybody, right? But if you're going to stand up there and say I call everyone and other presidents don't, <laughs> people are going to check. The whole thing was indefensible and stupid. That was that was that might be his all time strangest. How the what the hell was that? Got and, no got no filter. It's just I could analyze them for you, but I've done it before. But it's pathetic. Wow, pathetic and stupid and, and indefensible. Uh, it has very little to do with uh, the American people and their happiness and the economy and the rest of it, Constitution, et cetera, et cetera. It's 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 not of great importance. Yet it's stupid. It's horrible. On the other side of it, Chief of Staff General Kelly, who lost his own son, 
Um, he said he was there for the phone call that Trump made the other day, and it was fine. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, there is a feverish need for anti-Trump stuff. The networks are calling all those gold star families partly because they want some good anti-Trump stuff <clears throat> to uh, indict him by saying, oh, look, turns out Barack Obama did roughly the same thing, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of their motivations to slam Trump, and that's fine. That's the free press they get to. Um, I. I'm troubled by the fact that now every news organization in the world, because they didn't appoint a pool, they didn't say, all right, listen, we're going to have you go in there and talk to all the Gold Star families like a single pool reporter would do, take video of an event, then give it to everybody. No, every news organization is calling every Gold Star family and bothering them yeah, so all day and all night so for your comments. your son died in Iraq eight years ago, and now you've got 50 voicemails right. bringing it up again. Right. Which is or just, people banging on your door. Yeah, which is just as sucky as anything could be. Yeah, I know. I just, I hate it. I hate it all. On a lighter note, because everything's a lighter note, first of all, nice note from Aaron uh, telling us uh, uh, on the terms of the show and our approach to it and whether the, we're doing uh, what the market wants. No, we're doing it wrong. I think oh, we're doing it's it unquestionable, wrong. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're not out of touch. You do not have it all wrong. Society is craving a common sense voice, void of partisanship. My evidence, uh, blah, 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 mentions some other people who've done it and are successful at it. I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's fine. We're, we're swimming against the tide. We're salmon. I'm proud to be a salmon. Happy to be a salmon. It's the only thing I've ever been. Uh, da, da, da. As for drop kicking in an 80 year old man. I was 20, working at a popular gym franchise. Every morning around 6, the regulars would meander in. For the sake of anonymity, we'll call this person Bob. Bob was in his mid-80s, fit for any age, frequented the gym daily. Is this coming off the Ruth Bader Ginsburg workout? Is that what brought this story on? Remember we had that story yesterday? She's got a new workout, the RGB workout. She's 84 years old. I don't think anybody's kicked her. And her workout is something I can't do because she does those pistol squats that I I tried. I tried one again last night. I was showing it to my wife and... uh, she can do a much better pistol squat than I can. Hi-oh. Yeah, here's, here's the reality. <laughs> here's the reality. Anytime you're using your body as your weight, the weight of your body means everything. The woman's as light and as I'm, a bird. And I'm kind of heavy. <laughs> I've got more resistance. <laughs> That's right. Not exactly symmetrical. When I get on one foot, I'd lean one way. Right. Ruth Bader Ginsburg weighs the same as the human head. Right. So uh, anyway, ah, where were we? Ah, we were kicking an 80-year-old. Uh, so Bob is in his mid-80s, fit for any age. They're there at the gym. He was always friendly and encouraging, a welcome member of the fitness club. Until one day while I was on the gym floor, I stopped to have a word with Bob. He told me I had nice shoulders. He likes a woman with nice shoulders. He then reached down and caressed my butt with his hand. Oh, man. Mid-80s, keep in mind. Without thinking, I kicked him in his knee, and he went to the ground. I couldn't believe what I had done. I had just kicked a guest. Yikes. I told him as he staggered An up. An elderly guest. Well, ancient. Maybe that's okay for Amelia Earhart, but I'm not putting it up with it. <laughs> to that ash cheeks history. Maybe yeah. Dolly Madison put up with that. That sort of behavior is on the ash cheeks of history. That's right. I told him as he staggered up, nobody touches me there, Bob. I never told my employers about it, uh, that I, given that I had assaulted him, but I don't regret it. Also, from then on, Bob had a noticeable limp. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Everyday listener Aaron. Gave the old man a permanent limp. Way to beat down an old man because he touched your butt. Yeah, you can't Proportional that. response. That is so incredibly out of line. I can't believe dudes think they can get away with it. And I'm starting to realize the reason they think they can get away with it is they've been getting away with it their whole lives. Correct. I was misinformed. Mm. Apparently. No. Still ain't cool.
Uh, Marshall's news on the way. How about the warning shot? Hey, old man, you do that again, I'm going to put your lights out. Instead of crippling an old man. Disproportional ah. response. Great, grab a 10-pound dumbbell and put it up against his head. Oh, boy. <laughs> you don't get to assault women in the gym. He caressed her butt. To that ash cheek. Yes, 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 Senator, we know. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Is this deal in Niger, four soldiers dying in an ambush, Trump's Benghazi, uh, as is being thrown around by some? Joe hates the phrase. I do. I hate it. I can understand why you would, but uh, it's it's interesting. And it got obscured by the back and forth that we all been following over the what president right. calls who when, but now they're getting into the uh, the real details of the story. Let's get news now with Marsha Phillips. Along those lines, Senator John McCain is saying the Trump administration's withholding information about the attack that killed those four U.S. soldiers in the West African nation of Niger. The Arizona Republicans said no yesterday when a reporter asked him if he thought the administration's being upfront about the attack by terrorists affiliated with ISIS. The questions center around whether the Americans helping Niger our fight off an ISIS offshoot are getting the support they need. They had carried out some 50 missions. These uh, these uh, Marines, these soldiers, had carried out some 50 missions in the same area before with no problems. In a pre-mission briefing, they were told no enemy contact was expected. Then after the attack on them began, it took 30 minutes for French air support to arrive. So there are a lot of questions about, well, what's going on here? What about backup? Well, there are three different stories as to who transported the body of the of the last soldier that it right. took several days to find and that whole thing. And right. People are just wondering why. Why why didn't you have the details of what was going on there? Is that an accident or on purpose or what? Well, it certainly sounds like things might have gotten a little lax and a little sloppy. They've been doing these patrols regularly. Right. The bad guys have been observing it and thought, you know, they cased it, essentially. They, 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 they caught onto the pattern and decided to kill some of our guys and... So, yeah, we might have gotten a little lax. Well, so, I don't know. So what I wonder is, does did the Trump administration do something wrong, or is he concerned that he's going to be blamed for something? Yep. So then when he calls one of these families, it, it's the way he reacts to Russia. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they colluded with Russia, but he's so concerned about people thinking that way, he, he reacts in irrational ways anytime Russia comes up. I wonder if maybe he did that with this family. He's so concerned he's going to be blamed for this. He calls her up and says, well, he knew what he was getting into, so it hurts anyway. But was did he do that act? Well, whether you love Trump or hate him, you got to acknowledge everything's about him and his head. So, yeah, your theory is at least worth considering. Meanwhile, President, meanwhile, President Trump is saying the media is Wait, avoiding... We've got to uh, get this under control. Yeah. We've got a computer playing something. There we go. All right. Meanwhile, President Trump says the media is avoiding coverage of a 2010 uranium deal with Russia. The president taken to Twitter this morning to say uranium deal to Russia with Clinton help and Obama administration knowledge is the biggest story that fake media doesn't want to follow. Trump's 100 percent right about this. This should be a huge story. Yeah. 
that people are digging into, and they're not. It was reported this week the FBI uncovered evidence of Russian connection bribery, kickbacks, and extortion before the Obama White House signed off on a deal to give Moscow control of a good chunk of American uranium. Huge contributions to the Clinton Foundation, a half million dollars for Billy Jeff to roll over there and give some sort of 45 minutes uh, after lunch uh, address. It's just absolutely clear what was going on. And as you mentioned yesterday, The Hill reported this, not Breitbart or Fox or whoever you want to blame. And the New York Times was on it uh, like a year, two years ago when it was in its preliminary phases. Um, But now it seems utterly clear, and the FBI is saying, yes, it's utterly clear what was going on. But nobody's interested. Uh, Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, The past is the past. One of the most giant scandals since the teapot dome. Let's just ignore it. (laughs) CNN anchor Jake Tapper and former Fox News host Bill O'Reilly taking jabs at each other on Twitter. O'Reilly took to Twitter yesterday to congratulate Fox News Network host Sean Hannity for kicking serious butt in the ratings. In the same tweet, he mocked Tapper's ratings, saying Tapper on CNN is low as you can go. Minutes later, Tapper blasted O'Reilly, saying... Low would be sexually harassing staffers and then getting fired for it. Wow! Oh, wow. Humiliated. Wow. Straight fire! <laughs> humiliated in front of the world. Now that would be low. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that. Appears, oh, I thought we were just talking about ratings. <laughs> it appears Jake Tapper has upgraded with a half-ton punching arm. Yes. <laughs> Have that clip ready. I love that clip. Oh, oh, oh I thought we were just going to talk about TV ratings. You didn't need to bring that up. That was out of bounds. That was just me. <laughs> to that ash cheat history. All right, that's a wrap at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Most significantly, the addition of a half-ton punching arm. <laughs> oh, so every town in America is hoping that Amazon makes their second headquarters in your town. The feverish competition to land Amazon 2. Coming up. Because it's going to be billions of dollars and thousands and thousands of jobs. Change your town overnight. We'll hear about that on just a few minutes on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The story broke a couple weeks ago that Amazon is going to open a second headquarters, which is a little confusing to some people because your headquarters is usually your headquarters. It's a tailquarters. It's a two-headed company. But, uh, God, and I forget the numbers. I was going to look that up. The numbers in dollars and jobs. You have that? You know that? Yeah, so it looks like uh, the company intends to invest more than $5 billion in construction and create up to 50,000, high, quote, high-paying jobs. Yeah, this is change your city. Absolutely. Change your city. And I, I just saw uh, on TV the mayor of Sacramento, California, making a big run at it. Amazon's thinking, really? Higher taxes and you can't fire anybody? Where do I sign up? And the worst legal environment for business <laughs> in the country? That sounds perfect. California is not going to get Amazon's yeah. HQ2. Yeah, more on that, but let's uh, go to Ryan Burrow, ABC News correspondent, who's reporting 
from Chicago on the feverish competition for the Amazon second headquarters. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Uh, hello. Yes. Uh, cities, regions, states are throwing themselves at Amazon right now. Let's, let's run through some of these. Stonecrest, Georgia, they've offered to switch the name of the city to Amazon, Georgia, if uh, Amazon picks that. Awesome. And even Jeff Bezos could become the mayor of the city, they say. Oh, I'm sure uh, he'd love those duties. Alabama, they've put up these makeshift Amazon boxes all over the area, and they've started a Twitter campaign called Bring A to B, so bring Amazon to Birmingham. Gary, Indiana, took out a full-page ad in the New York Times pleading with Amazon to to bring it there. Detroit, uh, rival football teams, Michigan, Michigan State, their coaches wearing headsets with the Amazon logo to try to lure Amazon to Detroit. And even in Tucson, I don't know if you heard this story, Tucson sent Amazon a cactus. They said, uh, look, yeah, a big one, right? A huge one? Cactus. What's that? A big one, right? A huge one. Big one. Yeah, it was like 20-some feet. And right. Amazon said, no, thank you. Um, we're going to send this back. We don't accept gifts, at least not in that form. Uh, probably in not the form cacti. of land and tax incentives. That's <laughs> probably the kind of gifts they'll be getting. Well, yeah, speaking of which, they're, uh, they're asking for, you know, what sort of, uh, what sort of deal uh, can we get there? What sort of uh, tax uh, look any other way can we get? Is that going to be the key factor from what you've heard? You know, we don't know what it's going to be. The, the, the thing that they laid out for everyone, all of these places, we need a metro area of more than a million people. We need an international airport. We need it to be close to a highway or expressway so our employees can get in and out. We need a good, educated population as well. So colleges and universities are obviously a plus. These are going to be some high-paying jobs. Beyond that, everything else kind of, you know, these intangibles. And uh, Mayor Rahm Emanuel here in Chicago said, you know, one of the reasons Boeing moved to Chicago was because – uh, some of their leadership are big fans of the symphony, and then they like Chicago's symphony. So these are kind of the little things, the little aspects wow. that are going to differentiate you know, one place from another. Do they want to come in and take over a city? Do they want to be uh, go to a Chicago or a New York or D.C. where it's not the main show in town? Um, do they want someone who's going to throw a ton of money at them? Or uh, do they want some place where they can just kind of uh, fit in and, and just be part of the process and part of the system? That, we don't know at this point. Or does it mostly have to do with uh, distribution and uh, you know just just what which were, what would make more sense for getting their products around the country exactly and that's one of the reasons why the midwestern uh, applicants Cincinnati Chicago Des Moines St Louis feel like they're well poised because they are kind of very centralized and if that's what they're looking for that could be good now they are getting some pushback in some of these communities here in Chicago for one uh, you've got a group that started a petition they say wait a minute here we've got gun violence issues we've got housing issues we've got health issues uh, Rather than throwing millions and millions of dollars to land Amazon, why don't we focus on the the issues that you we've got morons? In here? Boy, is that <laughs> stupid! You morons! You realize the amount of money it will bring into your city to fix those problems with all the employees well, spending it, money and oh paying. Let's just say they're very quietly protesting. They they haven't uh, really gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of time of day. But the other issue too is you could run into a situation like Wisconsin with Foxconn uh, when they landed that tech giant from Taiwan. Uh, they had made all these plans. And, and all these promises, and then got the deal, and then had to go back to the state legislators and say, oh, this is this is what we promised. Can we make that happen? And a lot of legislators said, whoa, wait a minute here. <laughs> right. How much money are you promising? I mean, we could give everyone iPhones in the state for, for what you just promised. So, um, you know, that's, that's an issue as well. Ryan, I uh, tried to name my strip club Foxconn, and they made me change it. <laughs> did you report on that? No. I, I, I didn't. I Bro, didn't. <laughs> you missed that story. Ryan Burrow no, of I... ABC News is on the line. Ryan, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for the report. All right. Take care.
I was going to mock the idiocy of sending cactuses or whatever and, and say business people don't make decisions <laughs> that way. But then he hits me with the Boeing story. They picked Chicago because they liked the symphony. Well, and that pushed it over the edge. So if you if you got a close call, I suppose they go with some sort of like intangible thing like that. So do you want to talk about the chances of uh, Sacramento, the most corrupt state capital this side of Trenton, New Jersey, or um, or, or some more interesting Amazon? Stuff? Any, any, I have them both. any of the cities in California that think they're going to get it. Here's what we're offering you. As soon as you open up, we'll sue you because your transgender bathrooms handicap railing is a half inch too low. That's and th- what we're offering you. And threatens the uh, 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 semi-Asian uh, pill bug. Then we'll we'll sue you to death over fake environmental concerns unless you agree to a project later labor agreement that feathers the nest of the union that keeps you in office. And that, I, that's what we are prepared to offer you in California, Amazon. And as I already mentioned, the icing on the cake is you can't fire any of your bad employees. Exactly. So enjoy. 49th for business friendliness. 50th for the fidelity of the legal system. $100 billion boondoggles. Gigantic unfunded pension liabilities. Come. Come to the golden state. Okay, so that's not going to happen, obviously. Please. Great piece in Bloomberg talking about what Amazon should do. They have a chance to redefine. Moon? Do it on the moon? No, no, that's not what they said. They have a chance to <laughs> redefine corporate responsibility. Oh. And and they said in this piece by somebody or other, uh, Virginia Postrel, um, she said, now usually corporate social responsibility is shorthand for embracing left of center causes, gender diversity, women's health, uh, gay pride, et cetera, et cetera. But what she actually means, I think, is is pretty cool. And it's a good idea. Maybe it's worth mentioning in a moment or two okay. after the news. That's a huge story. What's going to be the biggest company in the world for maybe the rest of our lives, possibly, is open up a new headquarters somewhere. So we'll talk about that. Also got a school that has canceled Halloween in place. Uh, they're going to have a black and orange spirit day. Yeah, boy. Why is cancel Halloween. <laughs> the why is good. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.